Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing. So many insights and tips. So stay tuned. Do you know what? I, I almost forgot to press record, listeners, because I was just chatting to this guest and I just could have carried on chatting. I thought, oh, hang on a minute. We're supposed to be doing a podcast interview. So that will give you a clue that this is going to be a really good, rich, flowing kind of conversation. And for once, I've actually got um, a male species um, to interview. <laughs> That's yeah. than the female. Well, you know, let's. I'll be. I'll. I'll be easy on you, obviously, Thank Ben. You. Um, so this is Ben Masters, everybody, and he is a. Let's just put the the few words together. A freelance copy and content writer, specialising in education. We'll talk about. We'll talk about that whole specialising thing in a minute because I think a lot of us uh, question the whole niching thing and what have you. Um, got some interesting perspectives already on that from our chat, and um, yeah, he's well, he's he's there in the what what he calls the Greater Exeter area. That's quite broad, isn't it, Ben? Hi, welcome. Shows for me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but you didn't start off there, did you? Because if hang on a minute, once people stop listening to me blabbering on and hear oh, your on, voice, Trisha. hear no, no, they're going to hear your voice and they're going to think <laughs> Exeter. Excellent. I don't think so. Uh, can you tell us how you um, made the journey from where you started to where you, no, not your whole life story, obviously, but no, no, where did you started off somewhere else, didn't you? And in something else as well. You weren't, you weren't a copywriter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how to give the short version really um, um, to work backwards. And then you can stop me and say, well, we've had enough now. <laughs> um, yeah. So about four years ago, um, in fact, it's way more than that. Six years ago, when my son was about four, um, we thought, you know, we wanted to sort of relocate. We, I love Manchester, miss Manchester, but my son was four and uh, we used to live in by the coast and we've got family in France and we go to the coast a lot. So we were on a holiday in France and we thought we really want water nearby. If we're going to move our son, four years old is the time to move him. So, um, yeah, so about sort of six, seven years ago, we, we sort of said like South Coast, and then my wife and I happened to get jobs, both in the same school, interestingly, extra school. So we found ourselves here sort of um, six yeah. or seven years ago, I think. It's uh, nice. And we travelled about a lot because I, I was a teacher um, for 20 odd years and you're very mobile as a teacher. So, you know, I've taught in the Midlands and I met my wife in my first job in Somerset and I taught in the Northwest. And so, you know, you're quite mobile, like, you know. You've been around, Ben. You've you've really yeah, been around, yeah. Metaphoric. And you've been to France as well. You dropped that in, you know, just like <laughs> casually. Uh, <it> was... <laughs> French, you see. So, oh, really? So, oh, wow. So we have to go. I love going. You to have France. to. Probably have to go. To France. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah so my family. Friends, yeah, yeah. Family's there, so you know it's important to keep that connection, particularly when you got a son with French grandparents. Yeah, lovely. So, oh, lots of bilingual malarkey going on there, yeah, I, yeah. I, I assume. That's really interesting in and of itself. Whole nother conversation. Um, Exeter's beautiful. Um, I've only been there about three times, but I, I thought it was a really interesting, got a little bit more architectural um, history than 
Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> Bournemouth. I was going to ask you where your lovely yeah. YouTube clips, your early clips yeah. were on the beach for those beach huts. And that, so that was, were you in Bournemouth then? You yeah, I, I live I live about five minutes from, from there um, in Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm not complaining. We, we can not worry about the town centre. That's just, <laughs> the, the beach is gorgeous. Um, yeah, so here you are then in Exeter and you you write okay so and and i i've already told ben that i've printed off his um about section of his linkedin profile in order to pretty much copy it obviously with my own content but copy the but really be inspired by the way he's done it because this is what this is what good writers do and and we can pick up some tips from this he's he's done what i call um I actually have a word for this, Ben. Okay, see, okay. see, see what you think this of this. This is nice to hear because you know it is reassuring. I think we all have doubts about. We all know that it's gonna. It can work with some people, and then with other people, it can be downright off-putting. But I'm so thank you for the feedback. That's no, well, we that that by the way, listeners, is tip number one. Um, will you please ask people to look at things like this for you and give their honest feedback? I mean, how the heck are we supposed to know if we don't do that? We're just inside our own heads and we go round and round in circles, rewriting, rewriting, rewriting. Oh, no, man, that doesn't sound right. And the easiest thing in the world, just hand it over to some friend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 10, 15 people have read that before. Yeah. There. You know, a whole load of people have read that. And I agree. Same with any content that's of, you know, is high stakes. That's a great tip. I'd say that's number one tip. For yeah, we'll, we'll put that one in the bag, definitely. Yeah. So, so I just thought... Um, the word that, the word that I use it's it sort of applies to this is vulnerability weaving. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, well, oh. I, I said to you before, didn't I? That I was just going to shamelessly pick your brain. Yes, I was just going to blabber point. away. Everybody listeners and Ben, Ben's just going to ask me questions yeah. before Ben's before we've ended this. Yeah. Ben's going to write notes. So vulnerability <laughs> weaving. I'm fascinated by this. So okay, well, about... you know, people get really. Um, they, and this so applies to, to what we're talking about here and story and, and your writing listeners, you know, in th anything from your headline, your profile, your blogs, your posts, uh, what you do on video, the content you share, everything. You're kind of wanting to bring you into it. You're wanting to bring that sense of sort of story because it's story we know is very engaging. It gets to parts of your brain in certain ways. Right. You've you've read all this. You've read oh, you story. Do do start with why. Uh, don't talk about yourself. Um, is another is another bit of advice that I was kind of given right at the beginning of setting up my business, and it it really threw me because I thought, well, hang on a minute. I'm not. I won't talk about myself because I'm an egomaniac. Um, I, I you know, and I'm so vain that I think everybody just wants to know about my the reason I would talk about myself is would be to do with my experience, which is part of the skills that I bring to do nice things for my clients. Um, or alternatively, that there's something really interesting in what might, I'm very old, so I've done lots of things, and this might be just a good story. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, a business thing. It just, but anyway, I was kind of really, thwarted shall we say at the beginning and I had to work really hard on this and I thought okay so we need to be able to give people some clues about some of our past some of our stories some of our skills some of our qualifications even but we need to sort of make it 
flow in, be resonating with them, um, not give the whole kitchen sink, just kind of tease a little and, and, and give it that kind of story feel. So that's what I call vulnerability weaving. So you are giving a bit of yourself, but you're weaving it within the, the, the message that you want to get that's going to resonate. That, that's sort of it, Ben. No, yeah, great. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what obviously I'm trying to do, as we all are. I must say, I find it very odd. Occasionally people write um, these about sections for LinkedIn, and it's all about, it's using the pronoun you. You want this. You know it's difficult to, and I find it odd. It's a bit like if you wrote a cover letter and a CV for a, for a job. You know, you wouldn't, you, you have to write about, you have to say, I. Oh, so um, I had a bit of a technical glitch there, listeners, but back live. Um, we, uh, uh, this business of using the personal pronoun, of course, I need to tell you that Ben spent 20 years as a teacher, okay? Um, and his, I think, am I right that your, your whole uh, university thing was uh, literature and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was literature and stuff. Yeah, all that malarkey, to use your word from before, yeah. Yeah, it was literature, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, re you, you, you really know quite a bit about the use of the English language, shall we say? In, in some ways, in some ways, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's one area of it, I guess. You have to unlearn a lot of it because, um, you know, writing a literature essay is, uh, is a, you know, it's a, it's a completely different reading experience and writing experience from, you know, if you're writing something for, say, a radio advert or you're writing a newsletter for an email campaign. So in some ways you have to unlearn you have to do very different things. I mean, um, literature essays, not to go off on an essay or a lecture, but, you know, they are partly about saying, aren't I clever? Um, whereas, you know, copy is a bit more about, aren't you clever? Um, you know, oh, I like that. Simplify it. But, you know, mm. and it's all about using the simplest language and yeah. speaking their language. Whereas, um, you know, it's a bit of a game writing literature essays. You know, it's a game you, you have to meet certain expectations. I read, I, I, I glimpsed at my dissertation the other day because I was cl clearing something out and I thought, well, I don't think I could be bothered to read more than three pages of this. It's so, oh, oh, it's a really interesting topic. But like you say, the, the style that you are, I had to, I was a mature student, so it was really weird because I, like you say, this adapting from one. So there'd be many listeners who've perhaps been used to writing it for a certain thing or school essays or uni or whatever it is. And when you're suddenly, when the first time I had to write an, an essay at uni, I mean, I had to red marks all over it. She, she, she was saying, it's great, it's great. What you're talking about is great. But I thought, oh no. And I felt, this is, this is one of my squashing things because I felt squashed. I thought, hey, don't you, hey, don't squash me. I'm creative. What are you doing? Um, but I, I knew that that was why, one of the reasons I was at uni, to challenge myself. So, so all of us, all the time, are challenging ourselves to adapt and look at those words and think, well, hang on a minute. Have I got 500 more words than I need? And when you were forced to write little, little bios that have to fill a certain word count or whatever it is, you, what, what's, there is a famous quote, isn't there, about if I had more time, I would have written a, Just yeah. a letter. Mm. Yeah, Who's, I love that quotation. Who said it? Oh, no. I think it might be Mark Twain. It might be Mark Twain, but often with quotation, we we say it was Einstein or Mark Twain. I think. It's <laughs> but um, I think, um, yeah. If I'd, I'm sorry, if I'd had time, more time, I'd have written you a shorter letter. Yeah, it's yeah. a great quotation. It's so true. 
It's so true. It's, it's, I mean, what, how do you go about that when you do? That's interesting, actually. I'd like to get a peek behind your writing scene here, Ben. So do you splurge a lot down and then edit, 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 tighten, tighten, tighten? Or do you have a way of being able to do the tightening up in the first place? Um, great question. One of my favourite topics this. I mean, it's all about the process, really. Not to sound all sort of actorly, but I mean, there is a process. And I, and I, I love the tip that you gave on one of your YouTube. Um, and I love your YouTube stuff, Trisha. And, and you talked about, and this is such a lovely tip, is that for public speaking, to record it on camera or on your you know, voice record it, and then start making no- notes. Um, so I almost said notes. So it's almost went notes. <laughs> write up your notes and uh, then you're writing stuff that sounds better spoken. And, and so there is a process. I sometimes, if I remember rightly, I sort of think of all the lines of sort of six words or three stages, which is sort of read, reflect, write, refine and rest review. So it can be a question of everything on the page and splurging, but I mean, a lot of time I'm out, outlining, writing bullet points and it's a real mess. And then, um, another top tip which I really like um, is the idea of you know you just write stuff down and then you try and rewrite it from memory and or, or even restructure from memory and that way the stuff that's really resonant and powerful sticks and sometimes yeah, that's a really good sifting process I think another thing as well you might miss things but you can just go back to your first draft and it helps you you're constantly having to structure them because a big part of what you're doing is compiling content structuring it and then crafting it you know that's the sort of compile structure style is another mantra um stop me because i can talk about this forever really because no just talk about it (laughs) (laughs) hang on a minute let me go back over that right hang on i just need to go over the the, because i've only got five um of the things down read reflect write refine rest review i love it i missed out rest which is Crucial. People miss you, see, because um, I was saying to you earlier how I've got this crazy job on at the moment. And so I'm just, it's lovely to chat to you because I've emerged from under my stone. Um, you know, because a big part of creativity is just immersing yourself in a topic, which is mm-hmm. why I'm quite neglectful of social media um, and, and I'm not very good at it. Um, so, uh, you know, you have to bury yourself in a project. That's the only way you can make progress. And often you immerse yourself and then you leave it for a while and you go back and something magical happens. All those knots, all those kinks in the copy whatever it is whether it's a a logic problem a structure problem a phrasing problem they just get solved when you leave it for a while so i would i would argue that everybody leaves out one of those parts of the process every writer that so every every person that writes not for a living will skip at least one yeah. of those parts of the process and it's often rest i think i i love that and, and, the, and now i've got compile structure style oh that's just divine. I'm not using things now. You're getting to. No, I love it. For, for days on this stuff. Yeah, well, I, get, well always... go on. Bore our listeners a bit on that. So compile, yeah, compile structure style. That makes sense. That's quite self-explanatory, really, isn't it? I guess. It's like amassing sand, isn't it, on the beach? You compile. You know, I love um, making very bad sandcastles because um, you and I both live near the sea. So, you know, you pile up your sand and then, you know, you think about what your structure is going to be and then you sort of craft it with your flags and stuff. Um, yes. So that, yeah, that's what you're doing, isn't it? It's writing. Yes. Um, it's like it's like amassing your furniture, isn't it? You, you know, you buy your furniture 
um, you know, and then you arrange it round and you sort of put the finishing touches on. But get, getting it in the right order, although you bounce between the different parts of the process, um, doing it roughly in that order saves you, for example, if you agonise over writing your first line of your novel, um, that first line won't be your first line. The first line, the first page of your novel might well end up being one of the last things that you write. You know, the title of your blog might be the last thing that you write. So, you know, these are things to avoid doing. Going, going through a process helps save a lot of time. For Absolutely. Them. And it's, it's one of the, I think it's one of the traps. I talk about this when, I, when I'm helping people think about putting a, say, a talk or a presentation together, because you, you, I, it's a bit like uh, from an actor's perspective, you know, you don't, you don't just pick up a script, learn the lines and go and perform it or whatever. There's, there's a process, like you just said, there's a process. And part of that is you get under the skin of your character. And so you'll go off, you'll do all this crazy research about all sorts of stuff. You don't, you don't use it as such. You don't actually say the stuff or, you know, but it's sort of, breathing in you <laughs> that sounds a bit weird Tricia what do you yeah. mean by breathing and you know what I mean it's kind of it makes it's, sense. yeah yeah, yeah. So much of what you write is not no one sees the light you know no one sees it. it doesn't see the light of day you have to write the rubbish to write the good stuff you know if you want one good idea you need 20 20 ideas and I and I think you know the process or talking about these different stages or keep on breaking things up into threes or you know mantras you know it's like I, I love your um your sort of three when you're talking about preparing your you know coaching people for public speaking you you talked in your lovely videos there about you know there are three things to solve out there: getting the mindset right um, yeah getting the content right yeah and then the delivery and yeah they, they all flow together but actually you know i'm sure you when you're coaching and, and i do something similar with school workshops and six or college workshops it's just being very aware of when we're covering the different elements and getting the students aware of what we're working on um, yeah YouTube stuff on that was fantastic I tell you what listeners never have I had so much plugs for my YouTube channel um I now need uh, to go I now need to go and put refresh with a few new videos but it is bloody good yeah thanks thanks Ben I'm I, it's so yeah, nice really this, nice. this mutual yeah. appreciation of what we put out there is is just really nice everybody and it's not you know because we're not very good are we at showing off it's not show the trouble is it's not showing off that's exactly the the message of my book is that you're not showing off unless you're showing off okay but what we do is we squash ourselves down for fear of looking as if we're showing off so you know whenever i put anything out there that sort of says oh you you might like to subscribe to my i sort of do it almost apologetically you know um so I, i've had to work on that a lot but yeah thank you I, I appreciate that so yeah these it is useful to break things down like this and then and then they come together i mean i talk about finding the sweet spot between real you real them in other words, your audience and the real world, you know, thing, things that are going on or things in history that are really, you know, interesting or, you know, news events. And if you can find a nice sort of place where those meet, um, you know, where your, your sort of personality and your, your buzz points, if you like, and all that and your style are there along with things that are going to be resonating and interesting to the people you want to engage along with something that's relevant to everybody in the world. You know, that you're really, you're really sort of cooking on gas. That's it. I, that's my... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, um, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. As soon as you're talking about stuff that you care about, 
um, I'm sure you find that with your clients, you find this with your clients as, as I do with younger people, is that as soon as they've got stuff that they're interested in, their passions, then actually nerves is, you know, they're forgotten, aren't they? You know, like you asked me about the process. Absolutely. You know, the process. And, and this is, I love this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the point is that this this applies to the spoken word and the written word and everything in between. If if you start writing, you know, um, I, I love. I'm going to read this bit from your about thing. So Ben, specialising in blogs, brochures, and email campaigns, I've written about web design, marketing, management, consultancy, mental health, health spas, cookery, construction, choreography, car sharing, CD and DVD reproduction. I love this one. Asbestos, insurance, and more. Beside next next bit, really relevant. Nothing is boring. Everything's of interest. It's simply a matter of asking the right questions. Great content's all about the reader. Inform and entertain, they'll come to you. It's just, I just love that because you would think that maybe CD reproduction could be, could be a bit dry. But, you know, that's, that's, I, I just think this is a lesson to everybody out there who thinks they've got something that isn't maybe that interesting to write about or do videos about. Think again. There's a, there's a, connecting sort of energy point that you can find isn't there yeah and we were talking before weren't we um about literature and and, and you know uh, having studied literature and stories and how they work and i, I suppose a big thing of, of writers is that they'll they'll pick someone's story that perhaps you know they're about people often that you would pass in the street but they bring their inner worlds to life so i mean i was saying before that the literature isn't always a help um, because you're you're having to say you have to write and show off what you know, but um, that that leading into empathy. You no, know, it's all about empathy, isn't it? Literature. It's all about seeing the other side, which is a great um, approach to any copy and writing content. Mm. So mm. That, that helps that mindset, I think. It does. Right. I've decided that. Well, this is what I've decided actually. Um, this is beginning to sound like I'm just saying it because uh. I say it. <laughs> honestly you will have to come back because i i'm aware of the fact that well, we were chatting even before i press record and i could carry on chatting for a long time um but i do but i do before we wrap up i do want to ask you about your ma thesis okay. on on listeners listen to this listen to this this was the title of of ben's ma thesis gaming chance and risk-taking in the victorian novel would you like to elucidate a little bit there, Ben? Uh, you know, this is taking me back um, 25 or so years. I love this. And, and, and thank you for being kind about my about section, because in some ways that list with um, ending with asbestos, part of me sometimes thinks I might just lose that list. Um, but, you know, particularly as I'm a bit more writing about education these days. But the not to duck the question, um, which I, th I think I was ducking the question. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was I was writing about um, I was writing about really hefty Victorian novels like um, Middlemarch, which I absolutely love. Um, lots of George Eliot. Um, she's really good on this. So the, the actual essay was all about how um, a lot of the time people duck out of um, making moral choices or taking responsibility by almost throwing, you know, metaphorically throwing the dice. And so they sort of think, you know, they'll risk it's often risking other people's happiness by doing stuff that they want to do. They indulge themselves. George Ellett's really interesting. It's a long time since I read Middlemarch, but they will take chances like you'll have the country squire that's 
that sort of plays with the affections of the local country country girl, um, like in Adam Bede, and gets her pregnant. Um, they'll take chances on other people's happiness. So it's George Elliot was looking at the idea of complacency and how people take risks. And actually, I was trying to spot. You know, you join dots with literature essays, so you see lots of references to gaming, like people playing chess and Thomas Hardy, and you see references to people playing risk games and strategy games and they live their lives it's like a parallel so that was the idea i mean the thing for picking you know we were saying before we went um, sort of live that um, it's a bit of a game writing literature essays and you've got a niche and uh, you're gonna say something new really otherwise you know i mean for, for an ma you've got to sort of pick something interesting i just read um the dice man i think it's by luke reinhardt i could be wrong it's just this is years ago and in that game the guy the guy at the beginning of the novel can't decide what to do do you, do you is it a novel you know Tristan? no no hang on you carry on talking i'm just gonna get a book from my um table hang on yeah yeah okay absolutely um so um the dice man's all about the the guy can't decide what to do with his day or what to do next so he says look if i throw if i throw a one i'll do this if i throw a two i'll do this and it, he's trying to sort of say He's trying to exempt himself, exonerate himself, and free his decision making. Yeah. yeah, I think I might have heard of it. And I've I've got a book that I've nearly finished, which is brilliant, called The Biggest Bluff by. Oh, I don't know that. Lovely. Okay. No, it's it's by Maria Konnikova. How I learned to pay attention, master myself, and win. And it's about poker, hence why I sort of brought it up. And I tell you what, it's. It's absolutely brilliant because it's about poker, but it's it's about <laughs> it's about a lot, okay. And um, yeah, I just don't know why I'm plugging that. No, but, that looks you know. great. No, that looks that sounds like it's on the, in the same sort of field. Yeah, and yeah, right. yeah, it is, and it's it shows actually how you can because um, I, I the other stuff I'd like to dig into, which we'll do another time, is things like analogy and metaphor and all that. It shows how you can take something and sort of yeah make make really create a really interesting way of telling story and getting that message across visually and and kinesthetically and all sorts that that, that isn't necessarily exactly what you're talking about and and i just i love i love playing around with that yeah I, yeah, yeah. And often the analogy is the you know i mean we're all trying to we're all saying the same things it's all being said so often creating that analogy is a one, it's a teaching tool, and also it's often the only thing people remember, isn't it? So the poker analogy is so powerful with that book that I've just glimpsed up there. I'll, I'll check that out. Um, similarly, in those books, um, you know, you remember the scenes where people are playing chess, that sort of thing, you know. So yeah, you think, ah, okay, that's a that's a perfect symbol for what they how they live their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just talk about crossing bridges and all those kind of things. I mean, they're they're, they're very visual when you say. I mean, it's you know, it's quite a cliche, but it is instantly visual we're instantly there you know um oh right no i said i don't oh, oh don't do this don't do this right okay ben and they're cliches for a reason aren't they you know yes. cliches that you know cliches are things that are okay the definition is that they've lost their power to surprise but they're cliches because they're so powerful if people can tweak the cliches i mean you a journey's a very useful cliche but then you know it's so handy and if you talk about bridges and then you play, I mean, I'm using that cliche today, actually writing about something, you know, the idea of milestones and way markers. As long as you, cliches are shorthand. And so actually we want, readers want cliches to yeah. some things. A lot of newsletters are full of cliches because they're a real easy route into the, to the ideas, aren't they? 
Yes, absolutely. So don't get, don't get, you know, when words, words, there are certain words that we think, oh, I mustn't do that. It's a cliche. It's a this, it's a buzzword. It's a what. It's, it's how you use it. It's who it's coming from. It's the way you're um, utilizing it. It's, it's all of that stuff. So don't, so don't get sort of, don't run away from some of these things. Um, put you in it and, and, it, and, and it'll all be fabulous. So Ben, right. Okay. You, um, yeah, I, I mean, we could talk about, you know, you're, you do fabulous work with uh, schools still with uh, helping with communication skills and confidence with young people. Uh, that's a kind of voluntary thing. You're still very much involved in, in, in down with the kids. Um, you've got a kid of your own. Your wife's a teacher. You're definitely not stood away from the world of education. And as you say, you, you really specialize in that writing as well. So um, in terms of people really getting linked up with you, is it LinkedIn? Yeah, I, I don't do any, um, any other social media. I mean, no. I, I've been good, thinking about good. because as a teacher, I have no interest in social media. You know, I, I, that's one thing I miss is that sort of, you know, you have this lovely rarefied sort of, you know, you're so busy with stuff. And I, and I love LinkedIn and I love the connections, you know, people I've met and yeah, you know, it can be such a, a cooperative, sort of helpful, friendly community. It's so nice. It yeah. is amazing. You know, that's how you and I met through yeah. people there. Um, but I'm just very aware of, of my time and I think you know we all you know I, I listened to a lovely um, um, recent interview with Emma Marrott and um, you know we, you talked about overwhelm and managing it um, and I'm just aware that I don't want to spread myself too thinly and the world of education I think um, to keep up with that you need to be it's catching up with people's blogs and um, their latest books and stuff rather than yes too much time on social media yeah their loot things absolutely no 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 I, I i i'm totally with that and and actually i struggle a bit with social media to be honest um because i would i would be quite liking to sit down with a good chunky psychology magazine or something like that. So, so, but yeah it's balance it's balance we'll i'll get there um anyway this is this is lovely i have absolutely loved this conversation we can Go off to the rest of our day now um having yeah you having had the break from words me having yeah, had the break you. from whatever the heck i was doing yeah <laughs> okay, no, don't. yeah well yeah you're you're writing stone you're allowed to do that and uh, uh yeah we'll, we'll speak again soon thank you so much ben yeah no thanks for having me yes! take action try this one small step i think the respite is really interesting i think even sleeping on something, a piece of content, headline, profile, just take yourself away from it for a bit. Get out from under the stone, as Ben put it. Reflect, don't miss any of those little steps and it'll be much better for it. I want you to leave some stars and reviews on iTunes, Spotify or any other platform. Don't forget to go to trishalewis.com for more resources and sign up for the fortnightly email. I'm not much of a seller, but I am going to tell you to go to Amazon and buy The Mystery of the Squash Self, my new book. Stay curious, stay connected, and above all, stay unsquashed. Never be replaced.